Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the official business podcast of Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to David Petchett, working with Blue Mount Capital. David is the founder and managing director of Pitcher Wealth, a revolutionary new platform aimed at helping to redefine the finance industry and manage wealth according to life and potential. Listen as David explains the concept of a wealth selfie or wealthy, the benefits of a robot-based financial assistant, and how Picture Wealth aims to push across the target market and grow within the financial sector. Welcome everyone, my name is Raghu. I'm here with Karen Erickson from Eden Exchange. Hello. Today we're joined by David Pittard, who's the founder and managing director of Picture Wealth. Picture Wealth, which David will describe, is a is a new platform which is set to make a major change in the wealth management sector. Thanks a lot for joining us today, David. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you. Look, firstly, David, can you tell us a little bit about what Picture Wealth is, what it does, and what drove the concept? So Picture Wealth is a digital financial advice platform, and there hasn't really been a better time for a platform like this to come out because... And my belief is that if you're organized in relation to your money, you're going to live a happier, healthier life. Uh, the reason the timing's about right is we can look at media at the moment and see that there's going to be about $900 billion, which is almost a trillion dollars uh, of money that is currently with financial advisors, which will be orphaned in the next five years. So uh, the reason for that is that the government's imposing uh, tougher regulation and, and qualifications around financial advisors. Uh, so what's a viable solution in looking after those people as we move forward? Uh, and a very clear answer for us is technology. So Picture Wealth, a digital financial advisor that sits in your pocket, it helps you understand your money, as in you can get a single picture of your wealth, uh, but then tells you what you could be doing better and differently. Okay, well, that sounds really interesting. Can you tell us a bit more about your background and how that relates to Picture Wealth? Sort of what motivated you to actually found the company? So my, my background, I've worked as a professional advisor across uh, the 14 years of my career. Uh, prior to that, my academic background was in both health and wealth, so physical education and, and commerce. And, and you know, I've always really had this fascination with the nexus between health and wealth and how if you help someone in relation to their money, that's going to give them better health outcomes. So better peace of mind, uh, improved productivity, maybe in the workplace, a better family member or a, or a better community member. Uh, so as a private wealth advisor across my career, I've done that, you know, for a, a, in a meeting room environment and, and on a one-on-one basis. And it's never been about the product. It's never been, you know, what's the financial product that we're trying to sell someone? It's about the someone. It's about understanding them and what's important to them and then how we can help them interact with the, the financial market. So I you know, deeply pondered how you could possibly uh, offer that integrity of advice or service uh, to the masses and basically for free. And that's how we uh, started coding and coming up with the idea of Picture Wealth. A, a, an interesting thing about uh, financial advice and financial products at the moment, uh, it, we're, we're trying to reverse the way it's done. The way it's done at present is people go out to the market. You, know, you might be looking at superannuation or investment, insurance, even cash flow planning or estate planning. And people are trying to find the best product or service or solution to meet their needs. Uh, but unfortunately, the people who are distributing those products or services, they may not have an interest 
or an aligned interest in actually helping that person you know, find, find the best product or service for them. So you end up with people in the, in the wrong products and the wrong services and the Banking Royal Commission, that which has just come uh, through the media here in Australia, you know, has painted that picture very clearly that people have ended up in, in the place that's not quite right for them. So if we think about how you could reverse that model uh, and then how you could actually put the, the person, you know, central, central in that whole picture, if we can help someone create their own uh, financial profile online, then we can sit behind that from an algorithmic point of view and let the best advice find them. So to say that another way, if we know who you are, we know what your interest rate is, and we know how much your mortgage is on that uh, on on the loan with the interest rate attached to it, or we know where your superannuation is, be it in, in one fund or many, uh, or perhaps that you've got money invested, but it's in a, in a method that's far more expensive than it needs to be, then we can kind of come up through that data with our technology and let the best advice find that person as to what they could be doing better or differently, as I said. So yeah, my background is this nexus between health and wealth. I've been passionate about giving good advice to people across my career, and certainly the nature of clients that we advise on a one-on-one -on -one basis across the boardroom table are very able to pay for those services, but I've always thought maybe, you know, it's not quite philanthropic because we're not you know, giving away money, but what we are doing is creating an environment where people can get educated in relation to their money, and that environment's not driven by how much money someone has, but just by the fact that they want to make the most of the money that they do have. So it's really a fascinating project, a fascinating puzzle. It's not just about investing, it's about you know, how do your investments impact your super or your insurance or your overall estate plan? And then how can we, from a, a techno technological perspective, uh, bring all of those elements together to give you your best picture, your clearest picture, and obviously a good understanding of what you can do better. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting how you've taken that process and almost reversed it in terms of the advisory capacity. So so how do you actually generate revenue out of this? Yeah, we generate revenue. So in the first instance, the platform is free. Uh, so so why? Um, because, you know, data's and storing of data and running technology is relatively cheap, uh, and we want to make the service available uh, for as many people as we can. If we're offering that service for free and people are having a good experience and we're helping them to, to view and interact with their money in a way that they haven't before, we can sit behind that data and actually give them nudges, give them subtle hints or give them direct advice and recommendations on what might be more appropriate for them. In the event that they, in the example I used before, have a mortgage with an interest rate attached to it and we know that you know, by, by scanning the market with, with uh, elements of that information that there's a better solution for them, that person might be in a position to save, you know, three to $5,000 a year in interest costs. Uh, how does that work uh, for us from a revenue perspective? You just think of us as a very fancy mortgage broker in that set of scenarios in the way that we're able to offer a product outcome, which is significantly better than what they've got. Uh, and the good thing is that we can get an earn on that from from the institution that's offering the lend or the provider of that lend, potentially even peer-to-peer -peer lends in the future, and that's not a direct cost to our, to our member. The other way is insurance. Insurance, if we're helping people get better or more appropriate insurance, insurance does pay a commission, but where we won't receive any commissions whatsoever, 
is around the investment and the superannuation recommendations. Uh, so that's a fee for service, a, a very minimal uh, fee, which is attributed to the assets that we might be guiding or advising across. Uh, and that's really where the revenue for the business comes from. We're only going to be able to get to that revenue if we can present those products and solutions in a manner that makes sense to people and they can very clearly see a benefit as to why they would go down that path. Sure, and can I just clarify, does this system actually disrupt the current wealth managers out there or is it something they could potentially plug into? Um, I am one of them, so I am a financial advisor, so um, it, it would be a competitor to the financial advice industry, uh, but, it, but it's only a competitor if you think of it that way. Uh, if, if you are fearful of, of the robots, the robots that are coming, or these robo-advisory tools that are going <laughs> to... Everyone's afraid of them. <laughs> What's that? I said, who isn't afraid of robots? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. We, we're trying to build a friendly one, so here's the thing. Is That's correct. Um, so you can be afraid of them, friend or foe. Uh, my invite to financial advisors who are in the industry is to, to treat it as a friend. Uh, and the reason for that is, you know, they, they're business people. They're entrepreneurs who have built a book of clients over time. Uh, but what's very clear for the financial advisory sector is the rules are continually changing. Uh, what you can and can't receive fees or commissions on, education standards that you need to have, etc. So what Picture Wealth is doing is working with financial advisors and maybe across what's called uh, their long tail. So the long tail is uh, the part of their client base that might not be profitable for them to service. Um, it can be done very efficiently for technology, with technology, uh, but the disadvantage for people who, you know, might have an insurance policy kicking around and what would be classified as a long tail, that, that's a human. They're, they've got a family, they've got a beating heart, and they've got a need. Uh, that'd be, you know, wouldn't want to be... Uh, understood to be at the back of a filing cabinet and not serviced as you actually end up with a better service outcome for people across a part of your business that was otherwise not profitable to look after. And our goal is to talk to as many financial advisors as possible about those long tails so that we can create actual better outcomes for those the people that, that make up that list. So long answer to your question. Yes, it is a direct competitor to the financial advice industry, but in my opinion, you know, or the, the research shows that 80% of Australians remain unadvised. So first and foremost, that's our market. If we acknowledge that therefore 20% of the market is advised, we can go back across those numbers before and know that 900 billion is going to fall into the unadvised category. And you know, the question is, is it advised well? And is it advised profitably for those businesses that are advising it? And if not, that's where we sit as well. Okay. I'd say there, there are similar services to Picture Wealth, but nothing really quite like it. Can you, in your own words, describe what makes it unique in the private financial planning industry and how your users benefit from it? The It, it hasn't been done before, I can tell you that much, um, but yeah. the component parts of it have. Um, yeah. This term robo-advice, which has come out you know, pretty hot, out of the US and the UK is, is robotic advice. In my opinion, it's not robotic and it's not advice. Uh, what it's doing is, is selling investment portfolios to people. Uh, and by the way, you get a nice free pie chart that you can also look at on your phone. So advice to me is about knowing someone wholly. And before you sell them a product like an investment portfolio, you'd need to understand whether or not maybe they need to be paying off a credit card debt. 
you know, offsetting a loan, um, confirming that they've got emergency savings in place. Are they better off, you know, spending some of that money towards insurance as opposed to investing? So that's our point of differentiation. Uh, financial advisors, when you're seeing the right one, do extremely good work. They're not necessarily selling money or big returns, but what they are selling is peace of mind. And that's peace of mind that all of your financial parts are fitting together nicely, hence the name of our company, Picture Wealth. And our real point of differentiation is our desire to continue as far down that path uh, of digital advice as possible. And that's, you know, that's hard. We, we welcome it as a challenge because what's the outcome? Well, you end up with a, a happier, healthier population. And in turn, uh, that's not really you know driven by us helping them make money. It's just driven by us helping them understand it. Right. Now, how big is your market and, and how has market adoption been to date? And, and you've mentioned, like you're starting uh, launching in Australia. Where do you see it going after that? Uh, yeah, it, it's fun launching in Australia because it's the most... I'm not sure if fun's the right word, but it's the most heavily regulated environment in the world uh, in terms Absolutely. of financial services. So uh, we've gone to the hardest one. Why? Because we live in Australia and it's obviously where uh, I've grown my uh, financial advisory career and networks. But the beauty of what we're building here is we have to get it right. Uh, we're, we're heavily regulated and we're having discussions with, I've had certainly had discussions with the regulator about what we're building and we're keen to keep that going as well. Um, but my point is, if, if you get it right in the most heavily regulated environment in the world, uh, to go global is really just a matter of stripping back complexity. Um, the Australia market's quite interesting because you know, you've got the, uh, the big banks here, uh, but not one of them has market dominance. So there's no real uh, place for a one-off partnership there. You could corner the whole market, uh, unless it was with like a Facebook or something like that, which is a bit further down the track. You're on, on the line, Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> um, but, you know, how, how big's the market? Uh, there's $2.3 trillion sitting in superannuation in Australia alone. Uh, I believe it's the one of the biggest pension markets in the world, if not the second biggest. And of that, there's 600 and, sorry, 565 billion sitting in my super. Uh, so what is my super? My super is the default superannuation that people end up if they don't make a choice. Um, so you know, there is a massive pool of people's money linked to their lives and linked to their goals and linked to their aspirations, which is not optimised. Then you've got the $2.3 trillion across the whole superannuation money, which is a legacy, uh, a, lot of, um, a lot of fees, a lot of layers, a lot of complexity in the way uh, the superannuation assets are managed here, uh, which can be can be improved and made cheaper and, and better for the, the members and the participants of that. Uh, and then as you go past Australia, um, the beauty of our position here in Perth is that we share the same time zone with 60% of the world's population, uh, which is a pretty astounding fact. So all we have to do is go north, and then we've got all of Asia, uh, step through Singapore, Hong Kong, out to China, you've got Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, etc. Very, very big markets where you know, they're, they're learning uh, to interact with money in ways that was very different for us. You know, um, one of the big banks up there, their main competitor is actually a taxi company. Oh, and that's because yeah. that taxi company has got five million wallets where I think you know the banks might only have about a million accounts. So how big is the market? It's uh, 
huge. Why is it huge? Is because we're pretty well everyone on this planet's got something floating around them which has something to do with the dollar sign. And our goal and our purpose is just to make sure that dollar sign and whatever's associated with it is optimized. Okay. Could you explain a bit more on how the platform actually operates and what the benefits are of the system? Yeah, so our live system at the moment invites you on through 15 questions. We're continually building and improving, so this may change soon depending on when people are listening to this podcast, but 15 questions which gives you a fully customised report. So those questions, you know, what's your age? How do you feel your money's going at the moment? Do you feel appropriately insured? And then maybe some more specific questions around income and assets and liabilities and things like that. And then that report shows you how you rank against the average, uh, what your lifetime earnings are going to be, what percentage of the week you're working for the government and the bank, uh, and also considerations around around insurance, estate planning, and, and cash flow planning. Uh, the purpose of that report is just to uh, offer as much educational content as possible without you know, having asked too much. Uh, beyond that, you click through to the, the portal where you introduce to your very own wealthy. So a wealthy is a wealth selfie and that's a single screen picture of you and your wealth and the goal is to move from a partially completed wealthy to a fully completed wealthy and we we guide and instruct people on how to do that and the outcome of that is you can see all of your money on on one screen Uh, the parts that's not in the live system at the moment uh, is the stuff that we're working on and bringing to market uh, very soon and that's the so what you know if we can help someone create and see that picture in relation to their money so what what does that mean? And what are the uh, steps and tips and tricks that they could implement to, to improve that picture? Uh, it's very interesting when you think about human behavior and how we all um, make decisions on a short-term basis. And that's you know even exemplified by our interaction with social media. It's all on the here and now. Uh, but we've got a technological and a you know, human behavior problem and opportunity to solve for, and that's allowing us to establish a relationship with a future version of ourselves. How can we encourage and change behaviour now so that the decisions you make today uh, will actually improve uh, your outcomes into the future? Uh, I want to be pretty clear, and um, you know, we're not just about helping people make money. That comes by default. Uh, it's about figuring out what's important for people and then whether or not they're running their lives in a manner that's achieving that. So we bring together... Uh, Financial data into the system, it aggregates um, banking information from up to 15,000 different institutions across the planet. So if you're banking with a couple of banks or maybe you've got an overseas account as well or investment property in the UK, whatever, uh, you can bring all of that up into a single green and and then aggregate all of those transactions into a single list. Once you understand what you're spending better, then you've got the ability to make changes and improvements. And now point is that we can sit sit there with you in terms of analytics and show you where your money's going and why uh, and also what's left at the end of end of the month so uh, it's <laughs> how can we turn you know how can we turn money into a computer game and and that's you know kind of the nature of the wealthy it's a pretty fun uh, way to think about it but really you know when what when, when did it become okay for someone to stand in the gym uh, and take a photo of themselves a selfie and kind of flexing their muscles or doing a pose or whatever they're doing and start to share that on Instagram, when did that become okay? But when did it also become not okay to start to talk about the problems and trials 
or successes that people have around their personal finances. So with the wealthy, where does Creona uh, help, trying to help people create a, a financial identity uh, and also something that becomes you know, shareable. It's not about the dollar figure, it's just about whether or not you're rolling along in a manner that's organized or not. If you're not, you need help. And if you are, be proud of it and, and share that knowledge with others. Yeah, great. And it is you know, quite fascinating. It's a mixture of that advice, but it's, a lot of it is a technology and aggregation style play as well. Can you just tell us a little bit of how technology and, and blockchain plays a part in, in your rollout plan as well? Yeah, so there's two aspects there, but I think you know the, the big part is behavioural aspects and the intent behind what we're, we're doing is to help people change their behaviour for, for their benefit and then we need to look back to the technology that's available. Uh, if we could do it with an abacus, we would. Uh, I just don't think it's scalable. Uh, so the tech that sits behind it, you know, there's AI and machine learning in that. Granted, they're catchphrases that any startup needs to say they've got in their system. Um, but more specifically, how that works is once you've tagged a transaction into a particular category uh, and our system recognises that transaction in future months, you don't need to, to re-tag it. It's done. Uh, the AI is our chatbot, and that's an artificial intelligence chatbot which is coming up into the live system very soon. And that allows you to have a conversation with your money from a distance, and it's got natural language processing in that. Um, the blockchain piece specifically, you know, blockchain is a really uh, good tool for, you know, it's a distributed ledger. Uh, what could we do with the blockchain? It's uh, numerous options there, but what we're bringing forward is what we call Flick coins. Uh, so Flick is our chatbot. Flick stands for Financial Literacy IQ. And, and yeah, really that's our goal is to improve people's financial literacy IQ. And Flick coins is a reward currency that we're positioning on the blockchains for, uh, blockchain for the purpose of doing that. Uh, so to, to say that a different way, uh, if someone's interacting with our system and adopting positive uh, financial habits or interactions or, or changes, uh, then they are rewarded with flip coins. And over time, that will have a translatable value into, into products and services that are associated with what we're, what we're doing. So beautiful, beautiful design, computer game for grown-ups. But how can we actually <laughs> help people to come back? And we think, you know, offering an incentive which is you know, driven on some of the newest, you know, blockchain is not necessarily new, but you know, some version of token or new currency there that, that will have a translatable value uh, has proven to be very uh, engaging for the people that we've, we've introduced that to. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. And, and what would you say the state, what stage is the business at now? And how do you see Picture Wealth growing in years to come? And what milestones would you need to achieve to get there? So where are we right now from a, from a product perspective and, and the platform? We'll never be finished. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I think it was, uh, is it Reid Hoffman from LinkedIn who said, if you're you know, not embarrassed with your first version of your product when you launch it, then you've, you've launched too late. So um, we could have held back and, and sought to get this thing as, as perfect. Um, it, it's, you know, it, we're not embarrassed with it, but... Um, we're never going to be finished because we know uh, where we're going. So it's live from a product perspective, and there's a version there that people can interact with at picturewealth.com. It is built for the uh, the live version is the Australian version that's there. Um, where's it going? Well, you know, we've been watching uh, interaction with our system uh, deeply. Uh, we've got a new version which is 
been built behind the scenes at the moment. It's got some of those uh, advice components and other features that I spoke about uh, included. And then you know, from a business perspective, we're looking at how we can invite people onto the platform. Uh, so that's really threefold. And uh, one is helping those uh, advised clients at the moment who, who possibly could be better suited to technology. And that's us talking to financial advisors and seeing how we can help parts of their client book. And, and we're happy to, to buy those client books uh, as well. Who is, is digitally, you know, how can we uh, spread the message of what we're doing online? Uh, and three is really, you know, back to my core belief around health and wealth. Um, we've got companies that are looking at making it available for their employees. Uh, why would they do that? You can look at PwC reports and show that, you know, mental health has got a, I think it's about 11 or $12 billion uh, per year productivity cost. Um, and a lot of that's linked to stress and the major contributor towards stress is finances. So uh, if an employer uh, can offer their employees, be it a hundred or a hundred thousand employees, a system which actually aligns why they go to work with what they're trying to achieve in their personal lives, which is, you know, um, it might be make money or fulfillment, whatever it is, then there's a real case there for why uh, a system like ours could be made available en masse. Uh, and all of our data shows that if you're in, in organized in relation to your money, you are more productive in the workplace, and that's because you have a lower level of stress. Um, so that's really the third channel. So the three are working with the existing market under an M&A model um, and bringing in large books of maybe unloved or underserviced clients. Uh, two is digitally. You know, what have we created here with our wealthy, which may or may not be shareable? Let's, let's hope it is. Uh, and then three is looking at that corporate space and, and offering a solution for uh, companies who have got great, great power and great capacity to improve their lives with their employees, uh, working with them in the capacity of improving their financial health. Right. Now, building a successful platform isn't the easiest thing. I mean, we're, we're here actually platform builders as well from what we do. How, how What's your plan and team to do that? Can you tell us a bit about your the tech side of the team as well as a bit more about your board and management because you've, you've lined up a, a fairly solid um, team there, haven't you? Uh, yeah, we've got, yeah. Uh, my, my personal belief is if you can create the platform for people to achieve whatever it is that they're capable of uh, and they're driven and, and motivated to do so, then then they're free and flexible to, to do their life's best work. Uh, so from the technical level, we've got UX, which is user experience. Uh, we've got engi uh, a lead engineer and, and engineers uh, on the code. Uh, we've got the product manager, who's our CTO, uh, across the build. Who, um, you know, they have a very unique ability uh, to get ideas out of my brain, out of the leadership team's brain, onto some kind of unusual mock-up, which you know might be on PowerPoint or something like that. And within 24 to 48 hours, we've got a workable solution to, to figure out whether or not that's going to work. Uh, so who is the leadership team? Myself with the background in, in finance and, uh, you know, I would be the, the fin of the fintech. And then on the tech side, we've got uh, Neil Cross. Uh, so Neil is the chief innovation officer at DBS Bank in Singapore. Uh, you know, he was told he was the world's best by the world's best, meaning that Wozniak and Branson, uh, Wozniak who co-founded Apple and Sir Richard Branson, awarded him with the world's most disruptive chief innovation officer. So, he, so he's on the tech side. So uh, our, our thoughts combined are really looking at, you know, 
how can technology assist people uh, from a financial perspective? Uh, and then we've got Lauren on the team as well, and a lot of her work has been uh, in with corporates and looking at uh, employee engagement plans and, and also the health uh, side of things as well. So um, everyone's got their own strengths. It's still a small team that we've achieved an enormous amount with or, or from. Um, but what we have created is a very, very strong uh, foundation in the business and a, a pretty impressive piece of tech um, that we're just going to continue to scale and build from. All right, fantastic. Now, anyone listening, do you have any closing messages you'd like to share? <laughs> I, I guess that yeah, th- there's never been a better opportunity to get a handle on your money. Yeah, it's, the, the whole business came around from the the pretense that money's largely invisible at the moment. You know, you've got spreadsheets, you've got apps, you've got banks, you've got super funds or retirement accounts, investments, insurances, premiums, policy definitions, estate plans, wills, blah, 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 all the way down into the micro detail, and, and it's invisible. Uh, our goal is we wanted to make it visible, and that's a single picture of your wealth uh, so that you can change change your life for the better. And over time, it will become invisible again because you're financial advisor sitting in your pocket is actually reaching out to you and saying, hey, I'm going to let some really good advice find you now. You could be doing doing this. So I guess the re- real key message is that there's never really been a better time for, for getting your money organized other than decades ago when it was kind of simple and not nearly as complex as the environment that we currently live in. Uh, how can we remove and reduce that complexity? Uh, it is with technology and making making money a bit more fun. Um, and I encourage people to have an open mind when it comes to technology. Okay. It, it can help and we, you know, you see, see that when you're standing in the train station, the bus stop or on the side of the street, everyone's on their mobile phones. Um, but, you know, what's the experience that we can create on that mobile environment that's actually going to enrich their lives and how can we bring them back in a way um, where those pictures or picture of their wealth is engaging. So, yeah, anyone listening? jump on, have a look around. We are dynamic and moving and we're welcoming feedback and we certainly want to create a collaborative environment with where anyone's touching our platform can put their ideas forward. All right, fantastic. And we do encourage anyone interested to head towards bluemountcapital.com uh, and look around for a bit more information there in terms of the Picture Wealth story. Um, and we do encourage you to head towards the Picture Wealth website and start uh Start engaging with the platform because we're expecting um, David back again soon for an update on how the company's traveling. Yeah, absolutely. And you can let, let the best advice find you. Thanks, David. Thanks for having you on today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to David Petchett, the founder and managing director of Picture Wealth working with Blue Mount Capital. For more information on this or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to EdenExchange.com or www.BusinessByInvest.com. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram for recent updates on the buying and investing business world. You can subscribe to this series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Thanks for listening.